here with rss.com. On today's episode, we're talking to Steve Ulsher, who's the founder and creator of Podcast Magazine. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, Steve, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you could be here. Could you do us a favor and tell us what it is you do? Uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> for, for today, we're talking about Podcast Magazine. So I am the founder and editor-in-chief of Podcast Magazine and a podcaster since, ooh, I think I did my first episode uh, in 2009. Wow. So you're like an OG in the podcasting world. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just the O. <laughs> That's awesome. So when did the idea for Podcast Magazine come to you? Uh, this was like around um, uh, what year was that? It was October 2019. Um, and actually, I was, uh, I remember very specifically because there was one of those sort of moments in time, you know, where you kind of read the, and hit that crossroads on an idea. And you're like, did I do this or not do this? Um, I was actually at a, at an event um, for aspiring influencers, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and the uh, the guy who was doing the event, um, somebody I've had a lot of respect for for a lot of years. He actually spoke on my stage um, back in 2015. as he was Brendan Burchard, um, and he just did a lot of stuff in sort of the online marketing world and personal branding world and all that fun stuff. Um, and uh, so we had this uh, event called Influencer. And for a couple of years, he had been talking about launching a magazine called Influencer. And I thought it was a really good idea. You know, he'd have a magazine about influencers. And of course, he'd be able to sit down with people who are doing pretty cool things from an influencer standpoint. Um, and then, well, hopefully they would share that feature, right, with their audience. Uh, and his magazine would grow, his mailing list would grow. And it's just like, you know, it's really a smart idea. Um, but, um, hadn't done anything with it by the time we got to that event um but there was a sign for it and i remember influencer magazine coming soon it just kind of landed on me uh again october 2019 i was just like mm, why isn't there like a podcast magazine something about our space right and uh and i looked online of course which you know what you do where you're sitting there and you got an idea and of course you go online and podcastmagazine.com nothing google search Looked like a couple people did a couple things, trying to do some things, but there wasn't anything active. And I was like, hmm, well, let me see what I can do here uh, in, you know, this short little period of time of sitting at my, uh, in my chair and, and on, uh, on a break in between sessions. And um, so I looked up podcastmagazine.com. It wasn't available, um, but I was able to track it down and I was able to see that I could buy it for about 2,500 bucks. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll buy the domain put a team together, maybe I'll write like a, you know, maybe 30, 40 page issue or something like that. Uh, and, you know, uh, maybe we'll be around 10 grand in or so. And it'll be like a $10,000 experiment to see, you know, if this thing has legs or not. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I thought it would make sense, you know, it's just like Rolling Stone dominates the world of music and Vanity Fair dominates the world of, you know, entertainment and Sports Illustrated dominates the world of sports. Uh, I just really felt like it would make sense for the, our industry to have a magazine. And so I said, you know what, fine, I'll, uh, I'll buy the domain, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, and pretty much um, every month, give or take, we've been over 100 pages um, with every issue publishing monthly since uh, our first issue came out in February of 2020. So we were basically from 
uh, my sitting in the chair with an idea to launching our first issue in roughly 100 days. Wow. I mean, that seems like so fast to go from idea to actually having a product out there. What was the process like of like actually making it happen, turning it from an idea into a published magazine? Yeah, the first idea um, that came to mind, of course, is, well, we need a we need a mock for the cover, right? What, what would this cover look like? Um, and so I went on 99designs and read a contest and uh, had some people try to put together some some covers. Uh, and so that was, that was really, a, you know, step one is let's, let's try to take it out of our heads and into just the, the, the real you know, reality, you know, the realm of, of someone actually being able to look, you know, at something, touch something. Um, and, uh, and so that was, that was the first step was let's try to figure out what a mock of this thing might look like. Um, and so after I started posting around, you know, this idea, people started reaching out and just saying, Hey, you know, are you going to, are you going to need writers for this? What, you know, what's your plan? Um, and so before we knew it, we had a pretty good design in place. Um, I had already started to, to line up some folks who wanted to write for the magazine. Uh, and then somebody came up to me, uh, at one point and just said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a podcaster who is in the religion and, and spirituality space. Uh, do you have anybody who's covering that particular category? And I was like, mm, no, I mean, we haven't even thought about categories or anything of that nature. Uh, and then we made the decision to say, look, why don't, why don't we have a category director who is responsible for each of the top level categories, right? Like society and culture, health and fitness, um, fiction, news, sports, right? Like all the top level categories for Apple. And, uh, and, and before long, we had 23 people. Uh, who uh, became influencers in their own right by really being able to represent and own uh, that category for us, and um, and so those were the those were the first steps of getting the writers, uh, getting the mock, and then um, eventually putting it together and having the first design. That's amazing. I mean. It, it just seems like you just pulled an idea out of thin air, and then boom, there it was. But um, I think it's I think it's fascinating that you got like the the whisper of the idea from, from Brendan Bouchard. Cause I, I actually do follow him and he's like a, a really prolific marketer. I mean, I, I read his book golden ticket and I, I thought it was fascinating. He actually put a golden ticket in the book, <laughs> but um, so tell me a little bit about like how you chose your, your first people to be on the cover. Um, did, did you have people clamoring for it? Was there like, you know, a fight for it or you just kind of knew who you wanted to put on there? Um, I wouldn't say that there was a fight for it necessarily because nobody knew that we existed. Okay. Um, but as we started to get the word out uh, and I started talking to my team, um, it just, it, it seemed to me like, you know, we needed to do something that was um, kind of a little bit unexpected. I don't want to just put, you know, and, and by the way, I actually wanted to sit down with these people. Like I didn't want this to be a magazine where, we we featured podcasters that we didn't actually sit down and interview. So like if you did a, if you did a piece about podcast magazine and we never talked, you know, that wouldn't be quite the same as, as our doing what we're doing, you know, right here, right now. Right. So. Right. So as I started thinking about you know some of the people and some of the shows that I've enjoyed over the years and, and people that have had influence on me, um, I just kind of kept coming back to uh, Glenn Washington and uh, he does spooked and he does snap judgment. Uh, and I just always really liked his his style and his demeanor and just kind of came across as, you know, kind of cool dude you'd want to hang out with. Um, and he wasn't like this hugely popular podcaster, but, you know, 
250 million downloads at the time that I interviewed him. So, wow. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so we just made the decision, you know, let's, let's put Glenn on the cover of our inaugural issue. And he was, he was thrilled to, to, to do it. That's awesome. And, and you've had some pretty amazing people on your cover as well. Like, I mean, you've had John Lee Dumas, you had Bethany Frankel, and didn't you have Jillian Michaels as well? Jillian Michaels, I think, you know, just in terms of fear, popularity or notoriety, uh, I think Paris Hilton is probably the biggest coup for us. Well, what's fascinating to me is that some people don't even realize that these celebrities have podcasts and some of them are actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, um, what, what Paris, uh, you know, has done, obviously she's, she's done a lot of stuff in the, in the podcast space, but it was, um, it was specific to, uh, her, she had a, a show where she was, um, basically revealing a lot of the atrocities that take place in some of these boarding schools, you know, it's kind of the, the rich and famous dirty little secret. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, um, it was, it was a subject that was very near and dear to her heart because she actually was a victim, um, of some of that abuse. Yes. And so uh, Trapped in Treatment was uh, was was her show there that she was releasing. So it was just really good timing because they wanted more publicity for uh, for the show. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just like this basic kind of interview where, you know, tell me about, you know, the latest trends in being an influencer. Like there was an actual cause um, that she was very vocal about and very supportive of. And so it gave us an opportunity to support uh, that mission, which we were happy to do. What's amazing about podcasting and, and you know, her, her story, I, I watched her documentary and it's just horrible. Some of the stuff that, that not just celebrities, but any of these kids that were in these treatments or like what they went through. What's amazing to me is that a, podcasting gives people such a platform to, to get the word out about important messages. And, and I think that's one of the, the cool things about your, your magazine is that you have covered the gamut. I mean, of, of everything, what would you say? I, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but I'm kind of curious. Is there anybody that you have spoken to or that you've written about or covered or whatever that just really sticks out in your mind? It's like, I'm so glad I started this magazine. Yeah. You know, part of, part of our goal, you know, really going in was to not only of course, cover the shows um, that the world and the, you know, the people who host those shows, you know, the world knows, um, but to really uh, give a voice to shows that maybe you haven't heard of, but really should consider listening to. Yeah. And so every month uh, we have multiple uh, under the radar features. Uh, every month we have multiple off the charts selections. And then every month we have our, our hot 50. Um, uh, basically it's like, if you think about like, you know, billboard and, you know, sort of the top, 40 shows or whatever it's the you know it's the podcast magazine hot 50 uh which are shows that aren't um the the list one through 50 isn't based on um downloads isn't based on subscribes isn't based on influencer count like it's not based on anything other than than fan voting mm. um and so that you know between those three pieces of the puzzle under the radar off the charts and the podcast magazine uh hot 50 uh chart yeah, you know, it's really exposed folks to to shows that uh, normally they wouldn't have an opportunity to to even know about. Yeah, and so and and a lot of the features, you know, a lot of the features on the monthly 
uh, where we go more in depth with folks in the actual written pieces there, you know, the more in depth written pieces. So many of those shows, I just, I just didn't even know existed. I mean, shows about autism, you know, shows about baking show. I mean, like you name it, I, we, we covered it. And it's just, and it's so incredible to me uh, to see that there are so many amazing shows out there. Uh, and for us to be able to to shed some light uh, on, on those shows. And even like you said, I mean, some of the bigger influencers, you know, a lot of people don't even realize they have podcasts. Yeah. Um, but to be able to, to shed some light on, on what's going on here in the space, uh, it's pretty cool. Well, it, with these uh, Hot 50 shows, is it all nomination based or do you guys like just put out a list? How does it how does that work? Yeah, it's strictly fan voting. And, um, you know, I mean, it's it's what gives everybody a chance to to get onto uh, the list. Right. So just podcastmagazine.com slash Hot 50. Um, and you know, we encourage podcasters, of course, to encourage their audience to vote for their shows if they want to see them on the chart. Um and and a lot of you know a lot of people do that's awesome but what i also love is that you don't just have the hot 50 you also have pretty inexpensive advertising for podcasters tell me a little bit about that yeah we um between you know our social on our web and and our digital edition of the magazine the print edition of the magazine uh we're we're reaching well over 50,000 folks every single month um, and yeah, I mean, there, there are ways to get advertising and exposure in the magazine for as little as 250 bucks. And even nowadays, uh, we've tried to keep it pretty accessible for, for folks who want, you know, really nice, nice visibility in the magazine. Uh, you know, our, our full page at the moment is, uh, I think it's $2,500. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to find, a, a more competitive outlet really to reach people who obviously have their hand up. Uh, and and love podcasts and uh, and in those sort of numbers for for such a, a reasonable cost, yeah. That that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, other than the advertising and the Hot Fifty, is there any way that someone could get featured in the magazine? I'm um, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're always looking for awesome shows and, and people to profile. So the the best way uh, to make that happen is just simply reach out for uh, the appropriate category director. So if you've got a society and culture show, reach out for the society and culture category director. If you've got a business show, right, reach out for the business category director. Um, you know, or just email Kelly at podcastmagazine.com and, uh, and she can point you in the right direction too. To you though, what is it that makes something newsworthy? What makes it worth it to even be considered for a feature? Yeah, you know, it's really more about the the person and and the mission than it is about anything else, right? Because, um, you know, like I'm not I'm not saying that there are folks out there who are using podcasting as a money grab, but you know, I mean, you can kind of get a, a sense of when someone really just cares about a particular topic. Like, we would much rather sit down with someone who has a, a relatively small audience, but is just crazy passionate about what it is that they're that they're doing. Um, than an influencer who's just, you know, simply doing a show because that's what you're supposed to do and, you know, just kind of schedules it in, just really doesn't doesn't care. Um, Honestly, that's so refreshing to hear. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, look, and we're pretty selective, you know, I mean, if you can look at the the people that we feature on the cover. Yeah. You know, we we obviously want to it's it's the game you play in media. You know, there there are certainly uh, 
you know, some rules you have to kind of play by and, you know, having Paris Hilton on the cover just carries certain cachet. It carries certain weight, right? I mean, it's just part of, uh, just part of that game. Uh, but you know, look, the, but the reality is, uh, when you start thinking about, you know, who can we feature and, and what, you know, what opportunities are there? Um, I mean, we, we've featured folks that, you know, don't necessarily have the, these huge reputations, um, but are doing some, some pretty cool things, you know, in, in their respective space. So, um, so just, again, if, if the passion is there, uh, if the, you know, the fire is there, uh, and if this is something that, you know, we, we feel like we can really help someone get the word out about something cool that, you know, that they're up to, uh, we'll, we'll certainly do our best. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, what do you see for the future of Podcast Magazine? Uh, it's an interesting question, you know, because right now we're kind of between a, a little bit of a rock and a hard place because the publishing industry, I mean, it's a, it's a tough industry, right? Especially when most people are zigging and we decided to zag, you know, how many people release a magazine when everything else is, yeah, I, who does magazines, right, anymore? Which on one hand is super cool and, you know, we're happy to, to kind of carve our own path and, and, and whatnot. Um, but the reality is, if we're going in this direction, which we are, um, we probably need to to have more of a physical presence because right now we, you know, the majority of our subscribers are digital, and so um, we we need to push more physical. And the way that it's designed, the way that it looks, you know, we really obviously we're biased, but we really think it stands up nicely uh, against a lot of the publications that are on the rack. So. You know, maybe a partnership with Condé Nast or or partnership with uh, with someone who can help us get more distribution. And, you know, maybe a strategic investment uh, for someone who who sees the vision of what we're doing here and understands that the podcast industry offers a lot of opportunity. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we may be open to a strategic investment or even an outright sale. Uh, you know, to someone that this would be complimentary to. Uh, but we just really want to see this thing live and uh and get some wings so we're, we're open to uh, a number of different options so you know reality is it's been a labor of love uh it's been a, a pretty huge investment you know for us um you know, we certainly haven't been uh able to get into the black yet still operating in the red so um so we're open you know we're open to uh, to ideas and structures and uh and i welcome folks to to reach out if uh if this is an uh, you know an arena you want to play in well, from a business standpoint, I mean, how does it feel to to still be in the red and, and working towards the black? I mean, is it still just an experiment for you or is it becoming a passion project? I'm very curious about that. Oh, yeah. No, it, it stopped being an experiment about uh, two and a half years ago. So, okay. <laughs> at this point, it is purely a passion project. And, you know, passion projects can only take, can only go so long. Uh, yeah. Until it's like, all right, we got to. We got to be smart about this from a business decision, you know, from a business standpoint. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've got to start operating in the black. Um, we got to turn the corner on that. Uh, otherwise, you know, as much as we'd like to, to carry the torch here for the industry, um, you know, it's I'll put it to this way. The industry needs us. You yeah. Know? And so we need the Spotify's and the ACAS and the iHearts and, you know, the cast medias and the wonderies and the crooked medias and you know we need these people to support what we're doing and, and frankly we can't break down those doors right now and it's disappointing because they know we exist and they're more than happy for us to feature their their podcast but they're not throwing any money at us ah. um, and so um that's that's a hurdle we have to have to surmount there but 
you know, at the end of the day, I think the industry needs us to survive. I, th- I think it's important that um, that the magazine exists because, like, like you said, it was it was the first to actually feature our space. You know, podcast movement was the first like podcast only huge conference, and yours is the first you know podcast only magazine. So I completely agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it really legitimizes the industry. When I first started preaching about launching your own podcast, and I've been in this space, as I said, you know, for a long time. But when I started preaching about launching podcasts, being a guest on shows, that sort of thing back in 2017, it was about 425,000 shows uh, that would show up on the, in the, you know, in the general feed. And of that, maybe 25% of those were still active and had 10 or more episodes. So now, uh, you know, that number is well over 2.4 million, right? Yeah. And so if you take the same 25%, you know, there's, still some pretty substantial growth 6x um since i started preaching this and so you know how in, in my way of thinking for this industry to grow uh you, you need to have a publication like ours that, that really puts that stamp of approval on it so to speak and legitimizes what we're all doing here otherwise it's just like this sort of closeted little hobby industry and we've got to stop being a hobby and, and really start being a professional business and, and certainly in terms of the industry itself Absolutely. I, I can't disagree with any of that. So what do you see for the future of podcasting? I mean, we've already covered the future of the magazine, but what do you see for the for the uh, platform itself, the medium itself? Yeah, I think you're going to continue to see growth, um, certainly from an ad standpoint, although I will say um, that people are going to have to get a lot smarter and more strategic uh, in terms of their approach to advertising as a show host, as a show owner, because um, you're starting to already see a lot of ad burn. Um, just folks are, are kicking back pretty hard on that. So I think the advertising rates will go up pretty substantially, especially on the larger shows, um, because the number of, of ads that run will have to be reduced um, pretty significantly. You just can't keep the run rate that we've been at. There's just too much, there's too much resistance there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and so to that end, I think you'll continue to see the growth of ad-free opportunities. So networks, um, that charge a, a premium for ad-free access to their shows. Um, no doubt that you'll continue to see subscribers growing in that paid weight in the same way that Disney, um, you know, uh, just, I mean, they, they're over 230 million subscribers now just past Netflix. Uh, we'll put mm. a little date, date stamp on this interview. Um, and, but they, but they were smart about it because they understand the consumer is willing to pay a little bit more to have access to the content that they want. Uh, and ad-free content is something that, that people clearly want. So, um, but the third, the third thing I would say here is, is not great, um, which is that you're, you're going to see the rich get richer and, and the poor disappear. And there just will be very little middle ground. And so the, you know, the bigger shows will continue to get bigger uh, and the smaller shows will ultimately disappear because they're not, it's not sustainable unless you just absolutely love what you're doing and you're doing it absolutely because you don't care about the money. Um, you know, you'll, you'll have some longevity, but, uh, but your growth is going to be pretty minimal. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's scary in, in terms of what's happening there, but, to to break into the, the charts, the Apple charts, not, you know, not our chart, you know, just vote and, uh, and you can get on our chart there. Um, but, you know, to, to break into a, a top 10 of Apple, top 100 of Apple, almost impossible. Yeah. 
especially with the the big names like taking over the charts in that in that yeah. respect. So what would your advice yeah. be for the the little guy that's trying to to fight to keep their podcast going? Um I mean the, the main message would be you have to figure out number one why you're doing it, right? Just get really clear on on why you have this podcast and and what your intention is for it. Um because if it's to replace your current income and to, you know, quit your day job or that sort of thing, um, it's entirely possible, but you're going to have to leverage the, the audience that you're building in ways outside of CPM. You're just, you're just not going to get there on a cost per thousand basis. You're just not going to make enough money. So, um, so really begin to think about, uh, let's just say complementary products, programs and services, uh, that you can offer in conjunction with the show. And I'm not talking about coffee mugs. Coffee mugs aren't going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're going to have to come up with some some higher value items uh, that the audience looks at and goes, oh, yeah, I need that. Um, because that's what's going to keep the lights on. That's what's going to actually put some money in your pocket. And, um, and ultimately, you have to think about it, not in terms of your podcast being a business, because, again, for, for most shows, um, you're not going to get to 10,000 downloads a month. Yeah, you know, that's just that's just the harsh reality. Um, most shows won't get there. And so it doesn't mean, however, that you can't leverage the business of podcasting. Right. So if you if you get out of the mindset of looking at your podcast as a business and really think more about it holistically in terms of the business uh, of podcasting and what that includes and what that entails, um, then you may stand a better chance of of, uh, of having some sustainability here. Do you almost mean like making your podcast like complementary to your business that you already own, like you using it as a marketing arm? Um, potentially that that is one way to do it, depending okay. on the show. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you just have a lunch, uh, lunch, if you just have, uh, I can tell them if you tell them hungry, uh, <laughs> if you just have uh, an interest in launching a show uh, about, um, I don't know, maybe you're a, maybe you're a DJ and you just love DJing um, and you just love music and that sort of thing. Then maybe what you can do is, is you can get tickets to, uh, to an event and, um, you know, maybe you can give those tickets away in exchange for something at the event. So you get visibility at that event, or maybe you can get discounted tickets for something and then you can make a margin on that. Or maybe you can teach people how to DJ. Uh, or maybe you can get discounts on, uh, you know, on songs from certain producers and then resell those. Um, you know, just think about products, programs, services. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, it, it, the best thing to do is to get people in a room. So, if, you know, if you got a, a you know, podcast about DJing and you love a particular genre of music, um, put together an event, you know, and get other people who love that sort of music and get everybody together and get everybody promoting this thing. Uh, and get people there to the event because then you can get ticket sales, you can get sponsors, um, you know, you can potentially build your mailing list and, you know, just give you an opportunity to, to really grow, um, you know, grow that business. But you just have to think holistically about it and you got to get pretty creative. Um, but you know, there, there's, there just aren't a lot of options uh, in the ad space right now for really making enough money to, to, to make a difference for most shows. So, you, so you're going to have to find others, other revenue sources. I love that you're being so raw and real rather than just like, you know, pushing the, the, the old adage of, well, just put out more content, just put out more content. Instead, you're giving real advice that's actually tangible that you could chew on. 
Yeah. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm not against launching a podcast. Um, I think you should consider launching a podcast. I think everybody should consider launching a podcast. Um, but, you know, at the same token, we don't need another person interviewing X, Y, Z, you know, business person. Like you're just, you're not going to compete with the, with the shows that are already sitting down with, you know, with business people or something of that nature. But, you know, if you're an accountant and you have, you know, these these particular strategies for saving people, you know, a lot of money on their taxes, then make your show all about that, you know, and just every week have a, a tax saving strategy that you introduce, bring on experts who help, you know, share their strategies around you know, how you can save money on your taxes and just go super knit. Um, and then ultimately a show like that can drive. Um, I would think some some pretty good leads for you uh, in terms of folks who may want to use your services so that you actually help them save money on their taxes. So, yeah. you know, uh, again, just really depends on why you're doing the show, what business you're in, and is it a passion project or is this something you actually want to make money from? Oh, such good advice. This, this was so good. I mean, everything that you've said, it, it's just, it's brilliant. And I, I can't remember the name of the show. I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. But at Podcast Movement Evolutions, there was a group of doctors and they had like a doctor podcast and their podcast was literally just questions that most people are afraid to ask their doctor. And so it, it really ties into to just what you were just talking about, about if you go super niche and you actually help people, then it's more than just, oh, I'm starting a podcast because I want to be internet famous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, and that's, and, and I guarantee you, that's a perfect example uh, of a show where they're actually driving people um, to their practice uh, as well from that show. You know, there's just, there's, I, again, I can make the argument that everyone should have a show. Um, and I can make the argument that absolutely no one should launch a show. So it's, uh, you know, you can say so you could have been a lawyer, <laughs> could have been a lawyer. <laughs> so are you still doing a lot of podcasting on your own or are you, are your hands full with the magazine? Um, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I did my, uh, my show reinvention radio for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I don't know, about a year ago or so, I just decided I had nothing left to say. Um, so I just stopped talking. Um, although clearly I have something to say. But uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't done an episode of Reimagined Radio uh, in in probably about a year now, uh, and then my other show, which was called Beyond Eight Figures, uh, actually sold. Oh yes, that's the one I remember. <laughs> and uh, so I actually sold that in uh, 2020. So um, that was uh, that was kind of cool to sell uh, sell the show, and uh, that's you know, it's a whole other opportunity for revenue. But that's uh, probably a conversation for another day. Wow, I mean. I, I can't wait to see what else you come up with, because, I mean, I'm sure that with the innovations that you've come up with so far for the magazine, that we're we're going to see a lot more come from it. Well, before I let you go, I have to ask you the one question I ask everyone before I let them off my interview platform. Mm -hmm. And that is what's one question I didn't ask that you wish I had. Um, where can people get a free lifetime subscription to the magazine? Great. Yes! Um, Podcastmagazine.com slash free. That's the uh, that's the private backdoor link. That's fantastic. Well, we will definitely leave that in the show notes. And where else can people find you online? Uh, just Google Steve Olsher and a whole bunch of stuff that you probably shouldn't see will come up. And then uh, let me know <laughs> who's your favorite. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. 
Well, my fellow podcasters, we hope you enjoyed the insights, tips, and ideas shared in this episode. To learn more about launching and growing your own show, head over to rss.com backslash blog. And if you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, you can get started for free with your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.